Chapter 16 of Captain Salt in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pseudonymous Nerd in Mumbai, India. Captain Salt in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. Chapter 16 The Storm. Tandy was so exhausted from his dreadful experiences at the bottom of the sea hole, he spent the rest of the morning flat on his stomach on deck, making lively sketches from memory of the city of Seawegia. Of the sea hole itself, not a sign or vestige remained. The sea, tumbling through the breach made by Nicobo, had closed it up forever and ever. Ato and Roger fetched bandages while Witch Hazel down to the raft and it took him two hours to bind up the cuts and hurts of the faithful hippopotamus. Then climbing warily up the rope ladder to the deck, he spent the other hour rubbing himself with oil and liniment, muttering darkly about reckless collectors who got themselves and their shipmate collected. What would we have done if you never got out of that air bowl? scolded Atto, waving the bottle of liniment at the captain, who was cheerfully changing into dry clothes. You know I know nothing about navigation, no one sail from the other. Aha, but you know about sauces, retorted Samuel, with rolling his eyes rapturously. Of course, I'll grant the ship that cannot sail on its stomach. But if the worst had come to the worst, you could have left a note for the sails of the biddicle. If it comes to a blow, tie yourselves up. Ha ha, tie yourselves up. Jamming his feet into his boots, Samuel blew a kiss to his still muttering shipmate and trampled down to the hole to settle his jellyfish boy in one of the large aquariums. The water boy, about half the size of Tandy, was jolly enough looking specimen, but kept opening and shutting his mouth like a fish, staring anxiously from his captor to Mofi in the cage opposite. Whistling happily and unmindful of the cuts and bruises he had suffered, Samuel filled the bottom of the aquarium with pebbles and shells, put in several seaweed plants he'd fished up in the nets and soon had the little stranger as happy and cosy as a clam. Giving him and Mofi a wafer of fish food, the royal explorer of Oz went above to have a look at the weather, for he did not like the way the ship was pitching. In spite of this desperately fatiguing morning they had had, it seemed the voyagers were in for some further excitement. The sky had grown dark and threatening. Dark clouds in the ever-increasing numbers scudded along from the east. The sea, rough and angry, was full of racing little whitecaps. Nicobo's raft plunged up and rocketed up and down like a bucking bronco, flinging the hippopotamus from side to side and bringing her with squealing protests up against the rail, first on one side and then on the other. Fearing for safety, Samuel, with Tandy's help, 
rigged a temporary derrick to the mizzenmast to have his vessel too, and bidding Nicobo swam around to the side, cleverly hoisted to the main deck, and by a hook caught her through the harness. Nicobo took it all quite calmly, coming down with a thankful little grunt, glad to be with the shipmates in the gale that was lashing in the sea into a roaring, tossing fury of mounting grey water and foam. The wind had risen now to almost hurricane proportions, and taking in all sail, and with only a tarpaulin slashed in the main rigging, Samuel prepared to with bare poles ride out into the storm. Atto, always ready and helpful in a crisis, trudged up and down on the heaving decks with pails of hot soup and coffee. Mmm! And after a hasty lunch, all hands fell to the closing ports, battening hatches, and removing from decks all loose gear and equipment. As it was impossible to shove Nicobo through the door of the main cabin, Samuel lashed her tightly to the mizzenmast, and with an old sail round her shoulders, the hippopotamus anxiously watched the mountainous waves breaking over the bow and running into the scuppers. It was all so wild and new, so dangerous and exciting. Tandy begged Samuel to let him stay on deck. Much against his better judgment, Samuel finally gave his consent. Tying Tandy fast to Nicobo and the mizzenmast. If anything happened to the ship, reflected Samuel, fighting his way back to the wheel. The hippopotamus could keep Tandy afloat and take care of him besides. A toe and Roger not being needed on deck and not really caring for charms, shut themselves up in the main cabin for a game of checkers. But checkers and board soon flew through the air, and the two had to stand hang on to their chairs as the crescent moon pitched headlong into the cavernous hollows and struggled up against the mountainous ridges of the great running seas. End of chapter 16